Welcome to The Drift, your resource on all things business strategy, entrepreneurship, and leadership. I'm your host, Aloisa, and today's guest is Katie Webb, founder and CEO of Ayla. Prior to her current role, Katie spent years in digital strategic partnerships, business development, and marketing across several industries. And with her own personal passions in health and wellness, Katie was determined to take matters into her own hands by creating a more inclusive and innovative approach to wellness products. Welcome, Katie. Thank you. That was a great intro. <laughs> Very nice. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you so well, much. you've had a great background. Of course, of course. <laughs> so I, I kind of going that go ahead and dive in here. Can you share with us a little background on yourself and what got you started? Yeah. Um, yeah. So I'm Katie. Um, I, as you so nicely mentioned, spent a lot of time um, in the digital partnerships and media space, um, working mostly on the advertising sales side at different media publishers. Um, for about 10 years, I was doing that in LA and New York. And um, during that, um, or I should say really before that, like starting in high school and into college was always really into fitness and athletics and played a lot of sports and um, was always really passionate about the space and noticed like, you know, I, I was always like peppering different like boutique fitness classes and things around my work schedule and social schedule. Um, so, so much so that I decided to get certified. Um, in training and fitness instruction, um, was teaching classes and taking some clients here in New York. And um, around that time, I, uh, you know, my own energy and uh, performance, I guess you could say, was kind of dwindling with just being, working on a lot of different things and working a lot of hours. Um, and at the same time, you know, working with um, actually like a lot of female clients that were asking me questions about supplements and like if I took anything or, um, what I use if I take pre-workout to go to the gym and kind of like getting into that topic. And I didn't really have a good answer um, because I felt like I live across the street from a GNC and have for the last seven years. And I pretty much every time I walk in there, I walk right out. <laughs> it's a little bit of a um, overwhelming experience. And specifically in the fitness supplement world, there hasn't been a lot of innovation around ingredients um, or care um, around ingredients. So um, I really wanted to kind of not only just, you know, build better for you products, um, specifically in the pre-workout space with more natural ingredients, but also as a whole, just kind of wanted to create a brand that, um, made fitness not feel so intimidating and, and scary. Like a lot of these products kind of emulate in the pre-workout world. If you're familiar, they're usually like metallic and they say like explode and like all these things on them. And um, it's really kind of leaving out um, the broader fitness market, which are just people that, you know, enjoy being fit and active and do it for other reasons than things like bodybuilding and performance. So um, that's the long story long of it. <laughs> I love it, you know, and I think there's so many different topics of conversation that we can tap into here. And I think I may have a bias look because I've been in that position, that exact situation that you were describing, right? You're walking into a store and you're trying to find over, first and foremost, it's an overwhelming experience to see so many different products. Mm. And then it's coupled with the fact like you add in this additional layer where the products that you're seeing are pretty similar in branding, pretty similar in verbiage and the message. Yeah. And you look back at yourself and you're like, okay, 
Do I really want that? I don't think I really want that. That doesn't sound appealing to me whatsoever. I don't know if I want that to occur to my body. Um, And you're touching on something really important here too, which is the education side. And I know that you and your team at Ayla are also heavily focused on that element as well. And I think we'll touch on that in just a second. Um, But I kind of want to take a couple steps back because you spoke about your journey so, so eloquently as well. And for those that are going into the the founder world and um, really taking them along their entrepreneurial spirit, I know that is such a powerful space to be in. Like that is such a power move in itself. So let's chat about that a little bit. You know, you started off your career in the strategic partnerships, business development space across very many lifestyle and sports brands. And one kind of like random slash personal question is like, how did you balance between work and healthy living and getting your workout in and getting the right nutrition in, especially in a corporate setting? Yeah, that's a good question. Um, I have always, um, I, I guess I'm a lucky in the sense that I gravitated towards fitness so much that it became like so ingrained in my routine to the point where I felt like I would have like you know, I don't work out seven days a week, but I, I was, I try to go like four or five. Um, and I've just gotten into this mode, um, probably since like late college of like getting a movement done early in the day, um, before my work day or before whatever I have. And that, um, you know, I, I don't, it's definitely not for everybody. I think like the best time to be fit is when is most convenient for you and when you're going to stick with it. For me, that was just, yeah, like the 10 minutes of peeling myself out of bed in the morning is awful. But that feeling of when you're like done and the hardest, like quote, hardest part of your day is behind you um, was so much more worth it to me than trying to get there like after work um, and just knowing I probably won't end up doing it or something will come up with a client that I'll have to go do. And um, so for me, like, I, I will like, definitely it was just kind of a discipline thing and a scheduling thing that it's just become second nature to me. Um, nutrition, I think, you know, I, I'm certainly not like eating pristinely every day. I'm kind of like try to follow the 80, 20 rule of, of, you know, eating. Um, I would say my strategy is just like eating whole foods as much as possible. Um, I don't, I don't count calories. I don't count macros or anything like that, you know, intensely, but I I try to get basic amount of, you know, carbs and fats and everything kind of like on my plate for whole food meals. And I keep it as simple as possible. And um, I've just found that like eating that way, my body just will start to crave things more um, like that as well. But like I eat pizza and like I have drinks and I do, you know, (laughs) I have, think I live a pretty like balanced, uh, try to live it it balanced and not take it too seriously. I love this. And I'm probably putting in like a shameless plug for you. But if I look back to even on the branding, the message of the ingredients, how you actually design the products in itself, I feel like that also lends itself a perspective for how you embody health and wellness personally, you know, touching on the themes of, you know, keeping things simple. But then also being very, very transparent about everything that you're doing, making it digestible enough as far as how much like information you're consuming. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, you're consuming like product, but they also like consuming information as well. So um, I feel like, and I don't know if that was intentional or not, but just like in my perspective, that's that certainly lends a perspective to how um, 
Ayla is actually also uh, kind of catering to the marketplace too. What, am I wrong? Is that is totally off? No, you're totally right. Yeah, I like I try to not. I think I think that the fitness and wellness world um, can come off a little bit like high and mighty at times, and and no one wants to feel that way. No one wants to look at something and a product and feel like, oh my gosh, I've been doing this and I'm supposed to be doing this. Like you don't want to be. The, the end goal is to have more people feeling good and moving their bodies and, and feeling good about what they're doing. So to, to come at it from like a really clinical, heavy, like way was just not my approach. So I'm glad that you caught that. I, I hope that I always kind of put that out there of, of not being overly polished and like just being like an everyday person trying to get a workout in. <laughs> <laughs> yes, absolutely. And, you know, kind of switching a little bit gears, but kind of singing the same tune of doing things that you actually want to do, right? Doing the things, whether that's working out, whether that's your career, whether it's in the family life, like doing the things that you want to do. And that's exactly what you did in finding Ayla, right? You you took the leap of faith from working in the corporate setting to creating your own company so that way you can do good, do better for others. Talk to me about that. Like, what was that process like? When did you realize that it was time? Yeah. Um, I So I quit my full-time job, actually, right in February of 2020, so right before COVID, which I feel like everybody has that story <laughs> somehow. Um, I had been gearing up for it for a while, um, you know, like saving as much as I could and getting as prepared as I could. Um, but I was finding that the more, the more I was like, focusing on Ayla, you know, like for my lunch break or like after work and stuff like that, the more I just, it, it was just pulling me in that direction. And I started to be able to, I couldn't really picture a career for like a long-term career for myself and where I was at. Um, so there was an opportunity for something else to start to fill that space and for me to like dream a little bit bigger and think about what other things I could be doing. And, um, so it was scary, like it is for anybody, but, um, and it's still scary. It never really stops being scary in a way, but, um, you know, I don't, if uh, I actually did an earlier podcast today that I did and they, uh, there was a similar question around what would you like be doing if you, if Ayla didn't exist right now? And I don't think I would ever go back to that now. I, I, I think I'm so like ingrained in passionate about the fitness space and food and nutrition and all of that, I would always want to be doing something like this. So that's, that's a good answer. I don't know. <laughs> I love it. No, you're, you're exactly right. And um, I think that you're touching on something just incredibly powerful about how at times we get into these situations, you're like, my gosh, I feel like this thing, like this is the thing for me, right? But you may be afraid to more of like that push or pull. Like, is it, am I pushing myself out of something? Am I, am I getting pulled into a different direction? And what's wonderful about how you're describing your personal journey is that Ayla really pulled you in, right? Like it was the thing that you were dedicating probably just a, a couple percentage of a, a time throughout the week, but you started to realize like, okay, this is the thing that could fill my cup. But this is the thing that I feel like I could actually put some effort and good into the world and put in my sense of contribution into the world and helping people live a healthier life because you're also manifesting like your own personal journey, your own personal desires of being healthy, right? Being in the wellness industry. So I think that's powerful. And I'm I'm wondering too, in your journey along the way, 
have there been any large challenges? Have there any be ch- like important called out challenges that you face and how you overcame them? Yeah, tons. <laughs> Definitely. Um, you know, I, I kind of like sprung myself into starting the business. I, um, I love like not knowing things and figuring them out. I, I kind of like really came into it wanting to learn as much as possible, especially in like the e-commerce space. You know, I'd worked in digital marketing from like a brand partnership perspective and a broader digital media perspective, but I didn't know anything about really performance marketing or um, like strategy around that stuff. And I really kind of enjoyed getting into that in that way. But um, yeah, there's been a lot of challenges. I think like the obvious always one in the background is the kind of the imposter syndrome of it all of like waking up some days and being like, what do I like, what am I doing? (laughs) Like I have a supplement company now and I was selling homepage takeovers two years ago. So (laughs) like, um, that feeling is, is pretty like, it's kind of always there. And I think the biggest challenge is the mindset piece, um, of constantly, I'm like, I'm not perfect, but constantly, flipping the switch on myself a little bit. Um, I will say the longer I've spent in the industry, the more friends I've made with other founders um, and business owners just in general. And it is a very normal feeling. It's just a matter of like how well people hide it or not is like what the kind of main difference is. And that's been really helpful of just having, um, you know, a close network of of people to be like, Oh yeah, I didn't know how to do that either. Like I just, here's what I did and I figured it out and um, it just makes you feel less alone. So that's something I'm constantly tackling. That's amazing. And as, as much as we like to provide these playbooks for how to go through these different situations, the end of the day, it's just helpful to have that network that's also experienced something in a similar capacity or if they've even experienced that specifically. And I think you're touching on even an even greater topic, right? That, being a founder, like there's so many founders now, which is amazing. So leverage them, create a network because they're all really wanting to help each other in some shape or form. So kind of going into a different topic here, what really called out to me initially about Ayla, and I also might be also personally biased to you, but that's fine. I will definitely call that out here, <laughs> is the branding. It was It's beautiful. You've oh, done thanks. such an incredible job and it's such a refreshing, it's really a refreshing brand to, 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 to think about that kind of inspires this new wave of what wellness and the wellness category and wellness consumer products could ultimately look like. So starting from the very beginning and the roots of it, when you thought about how Ayla was going to be designed, the brand that you were going to portray, what did you think about? Like what methodologies did you consider in creating the brand ethos? Yeah, um, that's a good question. So I, when I first, first started, um, I think like this happens with a lot of founders too, when you're trying to create like a tone of voice is it kind of just becomes you or like what the you that you want to put out into the world. And I, going back to what you said about like simplicity and kind of like a very like, not matter of factness, but just straight shooting, like not trying to fluff too much, just being real and being like, you know, like a friendly voice um, and not speaking down to anybody. I always kind of, pictured us to be that sort of brand. Um, I did a lot of exercises with um, like strategists um, around, you know, who is like the Ayla girl? What does she wear? Where does she shop? Um, 
how does she speak who does she hang out with what are her values um so that kind of helped um you know set the tone a little bit i also like that we're not you know the many for women like nutritional supplement brands that were founded by men like originally or you know pink website and like the the usual and never been a pink girl myself personally <laughs> so i think that's kind of why we ended up going a bit i'd like to think we're you know our our vibe is a bit more gender neutral obviously there's a lot of women in our marketing because that's our main customer but um we try to picture like just active like everyday women being outside and and you know playing sports and and doing all the things so um it was like a lot of that just um trying to think about like who our, our market is and who I am <laughs> a little bit. That definitely makes sense. So recently, I think this actually can shine a light. So recently, one of my one of my top mentors taught me the differences between addressing a problem and a solution, right? Because I think whenever you're creating a company and you determine the business plan and creating the pitch decks and all the materials, like there's always like that age old, like what's the problem that you're looking to solve? Uh he kind of actually challenged me differently and thought about things in a way of instead of problem solution, it's opportunity and the differentiator. The reality it is the supplement products and supplement industry, there's, there's, it's got its own slew of challenges, but there's more of opportunities more than anything else. And I think the opportunity that you realized was ultimately the description of the user going into the store, what they're seeing, what they're experiencing, how overwhelming of a feeling and emotion it is. And then thinking about the audience that then would be feeling those type of emotions and what percentage of that audience actually is. It's barely, it's barely best, um, maybe more than 50%, but um and I, I think that it's important that how you created the brand was ultimately hats off towards how Ayla could ultimately be a differentiator in the marketplace by catering specifically to that audience. So when you're thinking about this and as you've thought about this, the space that Ayla is living in, right? It, we're, we're, touching it, we're touching on it a lot. It's a very I, I hate to say like male intensive but it is fairly male dominated space yes. to be in yeah. so how would you describe the strategies in educating the market on like the benefits of the ala the brand the community that ala is trying to create yeah yeah i think like we've kind of tried to it's it's definitely an interesting space to be in and we've positioned ourselves um strategically as like an alternative to pre-workout we feel like we have to kind of be very forward with that because the word pre-workout itself carries such a stigma um not a stigma but like if you're if you know you know it's kind of that kind of thing of like oh i know what that is um so we try to be very like upfront and matter of fact of our approach to um the customer the active consumer that's been left out of that market um because they don't you know because A, if they're not a man, or B, if they don't do CrossFit or bodybuild or aren't like an intense athlete. Um, but the reality is, is there's such a broader fitness market than that. And even more so today, and like coming out of a post-COVID world, there's a ton of statistics around sports nutrition and active nutrition is becoming like everyone nutrition now. Um, people are looking to optimize every you know aspect of their life, especially their fitness. So um, I think we really try to educate around you know, 
our primary customer are like people that are of course aware of what pre-workout is. Um, and I've either used it before and had a bad experience or are currently using it and looking for something a, a bit healthier for them or safer for them for long-term use. Um, and, you know, we kind of go about it in that way and connecting on that, like similar to how you and I did and how I do with women and men all the time of when I say I haven't, I built a natural pre-workout alternative. They're like, Oh my gosh, because the stuff that I used to take, I have that scenario so many times with people. And it's so like, especially during like the harder times when I hear that from someone, I'm just like, I know this is like, this is a real thing. Like this is a real, um, you know, a market that people that this industry has kind of missed out on because we've assumed for so long that it's only for athletes and for, you know, intense fitness. That definitely makes sense. And exactly honestly why I think that Ayla is a really unique position because the ingredients that you're using, the education and efforts that you're putting in, educating the market of, you know, what are the different types of things that you should be putting on your body, I think is incredibly impactful. And I think it also shines a light at two hopefully where the the industry is going towards in the future so along those lines what excites you the most about where this industry is headed especially you know if we're thinking about the benefit of overall human health yeah yeah i think um i love to see like especially in the nutrition tech space or like health tech space there's just been more emphasis and growth around like body image positivity and intuitive eating and were the anti-diet culture and like I've, I've loved to see things move in that direction because that especially what a platform that's like very good about it is TikTok and just seeing like the younger generation and how they're speaking about their bodies and how they're thinking about food and and their image and it's just it's a very different world that I like than what I grew up in when I was a teenager and I was looking at like Cosmopolitan magazine with really skinny girls and I'm like that excites me to continue to see things going in that direction and I hope that that tone brings more and more people to you know say okay great like I I this isn't so intimidating to me anymore I'm gonna try to do this for myself or I'm going to commit to yoga four times a week or like whatever that is, um, that is the broader goal and movement that, um, that we're all hoping for. So I'd say that's probably the most exciting part and having a brand that stands for that, um, for inviting people for saying this product is for you, you know, um, despite what you've been seen and been told, like we're, things are changing and, um, this can help you. Um, that's really exciting to me. Mm, I could not agree anymore. So future facing, any exciting things that we can expect from yourself and Ayla? Yeah, we're, I mean, we're growing, which is really exciting. Um, we're starting to look at uh, a couple retail partnerships for this year um, that I'm hoping will come through that are looking positive. So um, hopefully have more to share on that soon. Um, and yeah, mostly like on the the retail and partnership stuff has been really top of mind and all of my work recently so <laughs> well that's exciting definitely can't wait to hear those so final question for you if you could give advice to a young woman that is desiring to be a future entrepreneur or executive what would you share with them don't be scared to be confident in what you know I think um, I struggle with this a lot um, even now and I I sometimes don't even realize how much I've learned and grown in the last four years or, or two years. Um, and sometimes I think as women, we 
we there's these you know we all have these jokes around like exclamation points in emails and and like we're we're always trying to like soften what we want to say and I'm I'm making a huge effort to not do that anymore um even just like as a like like a litmus test like one like sometimes I'll be like this week with all of my you know investor emails or anything like I'm not going to add any exclamation points I'm going to be very succinct and confident and like not try to, you know, soften anything that I'm saying. It doesn't make you rude or come off intensely. It just like to like lean into that. Um, things, you know, for example, saying, does that make sense? Or if you know what I mean, adding those verb adages onto after you state something, um, you know what you know, and just to be confident in your background and your expertise and to present it that way and to not feel like you need to pull back to make anyone feel more comfortable. I love it. That's amazing. Thank you, Katie, for your time. And as mentioned, make sure to check out Ayla, the active wellness brand creating functional superfood blends for better energy and recovery on the go. Looking to hear more of what's happening in the health, wellness, and sports industry? Subscribe to this podcast and we'll catch you next time on The Drift.